Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Retreadcast, the regular video podcast series for the Thai retreading industry, brought to you by Retreading Business. As usual, I'm joined by my father, David Wilson, the publisher of Retreading Business. Hi there, David. What have you got planned for today's podcast? Thank you, Richard. Well, today we're interviewing Lucien Philippe from the fast-growing Romanian car tyre retreader, Radberg, who successfully implemented an EU-funded expansion project and who have significant ambitions to expand, not only as a supplier of passenger retreads globally, but also as a tyre collector and recycler. For the middle bit, uh, with the news that tyre cologne has become the latest casualty of the COVID-19 pandemic, I thought we should take a brief look at the prospects for the tyre industry exhibitions for the rest of the year. Very good. Well, as always, we've got a good programme lined up for, for people to listen and or watch there. So let's get straight stuck into it and go over to Romania for that interview with Lucien Philippe. Today on the Retreadcast, we're going over to Romania to talk to one of Europe's fastest growing retreaders. We've published stories about the passenger tyre retreader Radberg on a, on a number of occasions in the past, mostly written by our correspondent uh, Vladislav Vorotnikov, but Romania is a country I've never been to personally, so I'm delighted today to be able to talk to Lucien Philippe, who is in charge of sales and marketing at Radberg. Good afternoon, Lucien, and welcome to the Retreadcast. Hello, nice to be here. In the interview we carried out in issue 2023 of Retreading Business, you talked about the planned expansion project that was due to commence production in June involving the purchase of new moulds and presses that would result in a 30% production increase of the plant. Could you please bring us up to date on the progress of that project and has its implementation been affected by the, the COVID pandemic? Uh, the pandemic uh, delayed us for a bit. Uh, we are now, uh, even with though uh, we have to finish the project in June 2020, right now uh, we are at uh, two thirds of the capacity. Uh, the last uh, third of capacity uh, is still delayed uh, because uh, the new molds require a special uh, type of presses, which uh, with just arrived from China. The project should be finished in about three months from now. Uh, the molds uh, which uh, we, uh, we have now are produced in Europe and some of the presses in China and the rest of the presses is, are produced in Europe. Okay, so you also talked about a plan to invest an additional 5 million euros to purchase 200 more molds and 40 additional presses. Is this plan still live and, and what time scale do you have for its implementation? Yes, uh, the, this uh, plan is still in, uh, is still in progress uh, for the next two years. Uh, we should accomplish it. Uh, some of the molds and presses are here, uh, more are to come. Uh, and uh, with uh, that amount of money, we want to buy uh, more equipment like extruder, buffing machines, uh, sherograph, and uh, many other equipment which we need for retreating the tires. Excellent. Uh, well, that sounds uh, exciting. Uh, your initial expansion project was uh, funded by a substantial EU grant. So could you tell us a little bit uh, about the process you underwent in, in achieving this and how you managed to be successful? We had uh, specialists uh, who made this uh, project available. Uh, 
and uh, with uh, our whole hard work and perseverance uh, we uh, we accomplished and we succeeded to, uh, to make this available we started this project because uh, we wanted to produce new jobs and uh, to increase our economy and to help our local community because uh, this is very important for us being a local producer absolutely so <clears throat> Yeah, let's talk about uh, Chinese uh, tyres for, for a moment. You've been very successful in overcoming the impact that uh, these uh, cheap tyres from, uh, from China have had on the market. So can you tell us a little bit about how you've achieved this and how you think the influence of Chinese tyre manufacturers will, will uh, affect the retread market in the future? With all the investment uh, we've made uh... Uh, until now, we succeeded to increase our production line, which allowed us to negotiate for the raw materials uh, and with lower cost for uh, the same quality of raw materials, uh, uh, helped us uh, to keep our production in Europe. Uh, and of course, because of the pandemic, people begin to understand the dire situation of the environment and uh, now they are choosing our green tires. Uh, also, the pandemic made uh, the people more interested in the, the local economic economy, and uh, this helped us, uh, of course, because we are a local producer and uh, we are selling uh, here mostly in Romania. Okay, well, one strategy that you've followed uh, in recent times is the acquisition of uh, various retread plants around Europe in the Czech Republic and Germany, for example. Uh, also, you recently acquired the equipment and the brand name of Kingpin, the last of uh, our UK-based car tire retreaders. Well, what was the thinking behind these acquisitions? And are there still plans to acquire other retread plants in the future? And if so, what are the criteria for this? Uh, so, as you know, we buy the, the Kingpin plant and the brand from UK in the summer of 2020. Uh, the, this strategy um, helped us increasing our production uh, production production cap capacity with uh, low investment in used equipment, and uh, the used equipment is actually a, a little a bit more quality uh, has uh, more quality than the equipment from China. We are still negotiating uh, in for the acquisition uh, to uh, buy another production line, but. Uh, until then, we can't uh, tell you more. We will uh, tell you more about in the next uh, interview, which we'll have. If uh, the negotiation will come to an end, if not, uh, we'll have nothing to say. Sure, well, we, uh, we look forward to hearing about that when the, when the time comes. So, uh, tell us uh, about your plans for increasing your presence in uh, export markets. Uh, what's your strategy for achieving increased uh, presence globally? And which are the key target markets? We are now uh, have wholesales in South America and uh, Africa. Uh, and uh, we sold uh, tires in UK, but uh, the Brexit uh, hold uh, made that uh, sales on hold. And right now, until uh, we made make all our uh, plan for the future, we we put that uh, sales on standby. We start. Uh, we will start uh, by selling uh, 
tires uh, online on uh, in Germany and Switzerland where we are tire collectors and then uh, we'll start selling in uh, Austria Hungary Bulgaria and uh, the whole country uh, around Romania and uh, in the Europe why not Absolutely. So uh, you've explained in, in previous interviews about the importance of increasing your product range, including covering almost all the sizes available on the world market. Uh, tell us something about your plans in this regard and the time scale you envisage for, for achieving it. As I told you, we, are, we have already purchased new molds. Uh, the first batch arrived during the pandemic of 2020. The second batch uh, should uh, arrive in the next month, and uh, the third batch uh, should uh, arrive the, around the summer this year. Uh, the molds are produced in Europe, and uh, the molds are mostly for the sizes of 19 and 20, uh, because uh, we already we have for uh, 17, 18, uh, 16, and the others for which uh, we are already selling uh, good enough. Uh, having all the sizes in our uh, portfolio, it's it's a little it's a little hard, but uh, it's it's a plan for uh, for the future. We want to make uh, all the sizes available because uh, we want to have all uh, all the market. We'll be going back to hear the rest of the interview with Lucien Philippe very shortly. But first, David and I are going to take a brief look at the tyre industry exhibition scenario as it currently stands. The big news on this front recently was that the Tyre Cologne have cancelled their interim 2021 event, which leaves us once again with the prospect of having to wait until autumn for the industry event calendar to become active again. It also confirms what we've been fearing for a year now, that we're now shipped set for a shutdown next spring as the tyre cologne and autopromatech go head to head with both organizations planned for major events in 2022 so david what is your current take on what the what the how the lie of the land is in with regards to with regards to trade exhibitions well uh i i think uh, to be honest uh, the, the tyre cologne's cancellation is not surprising at all given the current covid situation uh, but it is interesting that the Cyclone cancelled due to the feeling that the market wasn't yet ready for a full virtual show. Uh, now, we recently attended the Autopromatech's Future, Future Motive event. And whilst that was an interesting and worthwhile experience, I had the same feeling as that I expressed by Curlmesser, to be honest. In the meantime, though Autopromatech haven't yet announced what they're going to do this summer, there may be something, but whatever it is, it's obviously won't and can't be a full-scale event. Definitely. I think Future Motive, Future Motive was a very interesting sort of like way to test the water for, for these virtual trade fairs and a great way for Autopromatech to assess how people reacted to that. So they're definitely in a strong position um with regards to virtual events but i suppose this te the you know the cancellation of the tire clone was always something that was probably on the cards if we're being brutally honest um so what's your opinion on the clash uh that that is now scheduled for next year between between these two events 
Well, uh, firstly, it's uh, not surprising that uh, the Tyrone chose to go back to even years for the show. They absolutely have to do it next year because it will already be four years since the inaugural Tyrone. Indeed, through all this, the decisions made by both organisations are perfectly understandable as their hands are being forced by circumstances. Both were looking to protect their own events and both now need to run their respective shows in 2022. However, I do think that Tyrone should stay clear from any suggestion that it's also promising with the ones going against the ground, given that Tyrone were the first to announce that they were going to go against auto Prometech in 2021. So I don't think going down that route will be helpful either in the short or long term, and it won't change anything after all. For Autoprometech, this is more about them not wanting to be too close to Automechanica in time rather than anything to do with uh, tyre cologne. Uh, Automechanica, after all, has switched to audios and their show is now taking place this September. Uh, and it may still run, but it does seem a little early to me, so we'll just have to wait and see. So uh, the situation is we'll have two major shows in the same month in 2022 and we'll just have to see what transpires. Yeah, it's a a really imperfect situ situation. Um, as we noted before about virtual events, I think, um, you know, it's probably still a little bit early and the concept needs to be developed further. But that being said, there is definitely going to be an appetite for a trade fair once a trade fair and once these restrictions are 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 lifted and once vaccination programs are fully um rolled out and the vulnerable are protected so you know it's going to be very interesting what happens uh, back end of this year and start and the start of 2022 um but let's you know instead of taking a global perspective from a tire industry point of view how, how let's drill down into how this will impact the retrading industry what do you what do you think will will be the will be the main impact for for the re, for the retrading sector well I, I suspect it won't have a massive impact on the new tire sector or the garage equipment sector but it does pose a problem in my opinion for retrading suppliers uh, I, I think uh, the likelihood is that uh, retreaders uh, around Europe won't want to go to both shows, so the visitors to the shows will probably be split between the two events. I think it will also cause a bit of a problem for suppliers, uh, given the uh, limited resources uh, companies have. Many, many of the companies involved in the retreading sector are family businesses who are supplying the sector, and they... Uh, will not want to incur double the cost for the same result, I wouldn't have thought. So uh, it will come down to the organisers of the uh, of the two events to make their experience interesting enough to make people want to attend, I think. Yeah, definitely. You, you've also got, I, th I think this will be, after, after the pandemic and in a post-COVID market, I can see a scenario whereby global industry is looking a bit more locally, how they can support local people with what I imagine um, will be travel restrictions that continue for some length into the, into the future with, with, with the, with the virus. So I imagine you may get a more local experience and, and German retreaders and, and retreaders in Belgium and, and Holland looking more to go to Cologne, whereas Italian retreaders and, and, you know, Swiss retreaders, maybe, Reaching in South Germany, looking more to go to Bologna um, 
for example. But despite this showdown we've been talking about in 2022, that leaves open the question of uh, 2023, because presumably at this point in time, there may be a gap in the market for, for that year. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in that regard. I think quite obviously there's a, an opportunity for the reinvigoration of the Rifle brand in conjunction with Auto Mechanica. That's my first thought. Uh, and uh, there may even be a, an opportunity for a new player to enter the market with a, an entirely different concept that could fill the needs of the market. Absolutely. I mean... You've, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. We, you, there is also, I mean, maybe the possibility that one of the Tycolone or Autopromatec choose to change their trade fair once again to fill to fill that gap um, to avoid the scenario I've been talking about. But but you know that that is all um, that is something we will have to wait and see over the coming over the coming months. Despite that, though, the world obviously doesn't revolve around Europe. Um, so what can you tell us about other parts of the world? Well, there are uh, several tyre industry shows uh, scheduled for the uh, second half of the year, and, and a few of them uh, are fairly strong in retreading. So the uh, Latin American uh, uh, and Caribbean show in Panama has been moved to the uh, 6th to the 8th of October, which I think is a, a sensible decision by the organisers. Uh, there is the SEMA show in Las Vegas, of course, in, in November, uh, which attracts uh, uh, retailers from the uh, US market. There is Tire Expo Asia, which has now been moved to the 17th to the 19th of November, uh, which ought to take place, really, uh, given that it's quite late in the year and also that uh, Singapore uh, seems to be well advanced with, uh, with their vaccination programme. And the other show which is of interest is the uh, Panu show in, in Brazil and uh, that was cancelled from March and we're still waiting to hear what the organisers are planning to do there. Uh, it, it, it's hard to say but the, what the three shows that have uh, already announced their dates should all go ahead but it's also worth noting that the date itself uh, that has been scheduled is, is not the only important thing. You know, organisers need to sell space at their events and with still a lot of uncertainty about vaccination programmes and when countries will open up to international travel, things are still very uncertain. So in my opinion, things won't start moving properly in this regard till June or so, uh, which doesn't leave a lot of time. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the time passes so much quicker than what we than what we realize um we've been in this situation for over a year now and i you know from a personal point of view i feel like there's been a you know we're always feeling like we're on pause on standby trying to find out when business activity will get ramped up into what we remembered it as in a pre-covid situation so i suppose at the moment we still have no clue as to how the shows later this year will pan out uh, i'm afraid that's right richard Okay, so there we have it. Um, it's quite clear that I, th I think that the, the industry will be desperate for international events and, and business travel um, to get back to normal, as, as we've alluded to previously. But it seems we might have to wait a little bit longer before we find out where and when we'll be able to do that. Now, in the meantime, we can get back to, get, get back to something, and that is our interview with Lucian Philip from Radberg.
Okay, so you've also talked about the importance of improving your tyre collection network around Europe in order to have control over uh, you know, the imports of cases. So tell us about your strategy for achieving this and your, your key target areas geographically and the kind of investments that you're making in this part of your business. We invested in uh, personnel, in uh, logistics and communication mostly. Uh, right now, uh, I think you know already, we are uh, in Switzerland, the biggest collector, uh, tire collector. Uh, we have 12 years of experience from there. We, we applied that strategy in Germany. Uh, we started to collect uh, around uh, August or June. And right now we already have 10 deposits opened in Germany where we already collect and we have our fleet. And uh, I think this week we just, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this week we just uh, extended in the Vienna, Austria with our first uh, deposit. Uh, with uh, hard work uh, and perseverance is, is the same uh, strategy. We just don't uh, give up and uh, we try to uh, to fight with the biggest uh, collectors in in uh, Germany and Austria, and until then, uh, I think we can uh, I think we can succeed uh, because uh, we have, uh, as we told, as I told you, twelve years of experience from uh, for Switzerland. Uh, we know what we are doing, and uh, this is our. Uh, and the goal is to uh, to become the uh, the main collector in Europe. This is our our goal because we need the we need the sizes the the cases uh, for uh, for retreating. Um, because if we don't have the cases, uh, we can't produce any tires. Absolutely, no, well, that, that's certainly the case. That's certainly true. So finally, uh, Lucien, I wanted to ask you about your approach to tire recycling. Uh, with a fast-growing tyre collection network, tyre recycling is certainly going to play an important role in the future. But I know you have a, a tyre recycling facility in Romania already, but, but can you tell us what your plans are for the tyre recycling sector in the future? Do you have any plans to expand your activities in this sector on a wider basis? As uh, I think it, it should be for everybody that recycling is the most important part uh, because we need to protect our environment. It is the only one which can sustain right now the life until we go to Mars. We have a little to wait until then. We are developing our research and we want to acquire a rubber pyrolysis. And with the pyrolysis, we can close the whole tire business cycle. And we can have a closed cycle. This is a project which will take around for three years. Until then, uh, we can uh, still recycle tires in rubber pavements, in the rubber granules, and uh, with uh, tire retreating uh, until we have the pyrolyze. Well, we look forward to uh, reporting on, on that project in the future, uh, certainly. Well, thank you very much for your input today, Lucy. You're welcome. Yeah, we wish you uh, well with your growth plans. We look forward to talking to you again on the Retreadcast very soon. Well, I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more from Radberg in the future.
In the meantime, that's all for this edition of the Retreadcast. If you like this video and the podcast, remember to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube and Spotify and other places where we where you can get your podcast from. We hope you enjoyed the interview and look forward to welcoming you back to the Retreadcast soon. Until then, stay safe. Thank you.